Hi everyone, it's Ness Hughes here for our final day together looking at Isaiah, particularly focusing on the suffering servant. Um, yesterday we looked at the final servant song, which is chapter 52 verses 13 through to 53 uh, verse 12. And hopefully you've had time to read that again before today, or you can pause at any time and have a look at that. Um, today we are going to land on Jesus. I have come slowly to really identifying this suffering servant as Jesus because I think it's important to know that God was speaking to a people at a time, um, these scattered people. He was faithful to them even then. So if we skip past and just say, oh, yes, these um, passages are a prophecy about Jesus, which indeed they are um, perfectly fulfilled by Jesus, we would miss that God was still faithful to his people then. He had offered them hope and a figure to place their hope and to anticipate in the future, that's true. But even throughout history, God did not abandon his people. He did um, bring his people back together. He did um, allow them to rebuild the temple. There were many blessings for God's people before Jesus came, certainly not perfectly experiencing salvation and peace. They did wait for this um, Messiah figure to come. Um, and so I just didn't want to rush to Jesus because it would um, not give us a great sense of God's great character of faithfulness to his people throughout history in real time. And so um, we didn't rush there. But here we are today. We're going to focus on Jesus. I spoke um, not that long ago to a, a pastor who um, works in Bangladesh and he was saying that even today, um, there are many sacrifices offered to the gods, that at certain times of the year, streets in Bangladesh are just rivers of blood. And for him, as he heard the gospel and uh, was taught about the atoning sacrifice of Jesus, he instantly understood uh, Jesus's death as atoning for sin. And I think for us today in this Western world, distant from blood and um, nowhere near the practice of sacrifice, this can seem like a really odd concept. But to the people um, in and around the time of Isaiah, and, and for many today even still, the idea of atoning sacrifice is familiar. And so we must uh, remember that as we read uh, some of these verses in um, our last servant song. I'm going to read a few for you now. And so... Uh, uh, chapter 53, verse 5 says, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. This he is the suffering servant, of course. In verse 7, the suffering servant is referred to as a lamb to the slaughter. In verse 8, um, God says, For the transgressions of my people he was punished. Verse 11, my righteous servant will justify many. And verse 12 reads, he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors, for he bore the sin of many and made intercession for transgressors. And so we must understand the suffering of this servant, his death as an atoning sacrifice, that his blood was shed um, in the place of those who had sinned. And this is where we come to Jesus, um, who of course was, was crucified, who shed his blood and claimed that his death was the atoning sacrifice 
for many. This is where salvation is achieved. I'm going to turn our attention um, briefly to the Gospel of Luke um, because Jesus himself quotes the book of Isaiah many times. I'd love you to spend time actually looking through the New Testament and understanding how Isaiah is used to express Jesus as the fulfillment of all that God had promised. Um, but I'm just going to quickly look at Luke verse uh, chapter 4, um, where Jesus identifies himself as the anointed one, it says this, And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him, this is to Jesus, and rolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. And it goes on. And Jesus said to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And then in Luke twenty-two thirty-seven, it is written, and he was numbered with the transgressors. We've just read that in Isaiah 53, verse 12. And I tell you that this must be fulfilled in me. Yes, what is written about me is reaching its fulfillment. And here is the incredible thing. Unlike in pagan worship, where those who are unworthy are bringing meagre uh, offerings to fickle gods, God instead promises his servant, his anointed one, uh, as the sacrifice, God's activity and God's extension of his love through this servant as a redeeming, atoning sacrifice is an incredible act of love and it achieves full um, atonement for sin. This is um, the death of Jesus. And it's not just a representative act. Jesus doesn't just represent God's love. Um, it's not just a picture of justice. It's actually a spiritual exchange where Jesus dies on behalf of others. Something is actually achieved. And it's important that um, we understand Jesus as both fully human. So, you know, through the Gospels we read he's tired and he's hungry and he's bodily in every sense. It's really important. And his embodiment um, of humanity is a way that he then can represent the human condition, that when he dies on the cross, he's actually bringing uh, to God for punishment, the human condition. But Jesus is also fully God. He is the royal anointed one. He is the Messiah. You know, throughout his ministry, he dispenses forgiveness. Only God can do that. He heals the sick. He calms the storm. Only the creator surely can order creation. And so Jesus, who is fully human and fully God, is actually able to achieve eternal restoration, to, to bring about God's salvation, this promised salvation that we've been reading about in Isaiah, um, because of who he is and the way that he offers his life, he spills his blood um, for, for many. And so God's people, that is Israel, that is the nations, that is you and me, um, all people throughout history and in the future, who look upon Jesus, who hear and see and understand and are astonished by this innocent suffering um, in our place, uh, actually receive salvation, something is achieved. And this death is both 
suffering and triumph. We, we have to hear both um, at the beginning of this particular servant song at the end of 52 and at the end that the suffering servant is exalted. Um, we, we hold that intention. I said that yesterday, that Jesus is both exalted um, and humiliated and this holds together. It holds together because um, it's hard to understand how a king who dies could actually achieve victory. And yet this is the promise of the gospel. This is uh, the Christian faith, uh, that Jesus is both humble and exalted, that he's afflicted and yet he can bring healing, that he's human and God, that he's despised and rejected, but counted among the great. And so only in this tension could Jesus accomplish um, all that God had promised. And so I do pray that you um, look upon the death of Jesus in a new way, um, actually maybe with greater gravity if you, as you've understood all the promises um, given to us throughout the book of Isaiah, particularly in regard to this suffering servant. And finally, even in our suffering, and um, I'm going to direct us to 1 Peter 2, um, even as we suffer and yet endure in faith, we are also witnessing to our Lord Jesus, who was familiar with pain. And 1 Peter 2 says this, But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. And it goes on actually to quote Isaiah 53. And so we have a pattern of understanding that victory um, is still real even in the face of suffering. And so I... I I hope that encourages you if you're in a particularly difficult place to know that God is still faithful. Um, he was real to Israel in real time and he's real to you in real time. Um, it's perfectly achieved through Jesus, um, but you will serve God and witness to him as you remain faithful, even in the face of suffering. Uh, Jesus was an incredible gift to us in that way. So I do pray that um, you've been reminded through this series of God's great character, maybe heightened in your understanding of Jesus and all he achieved and caused to rejoice in your faith as you depend on him, the suffering servant. Bless you guys.